Welcome to a very special interview episode of the Coin Boys podcast. That's right, it's Andy. Sitting across from me is Danny Goots. How's it going, Danny? What's up, guys? We wanted to do a quick intro before we throw to the interview just to give you guys a little bit of backstory. This is going to be dealing with a little bit of Silk Road because we have an interview with Lynn Albrecht, who is the mother of Ross Albrecht, who's in prison right now. But before, we wanted to give you a little bit of backstory story and history if you're not familiar with Silk Road and its involvement with cryptocurrency. Daniel, give us a little bit of backstory on Silk Road. So Silk Road was created as one of the first things, one of the first sites out there to allow any freedom of selling using Bitcoin. Now, whether you agree with what happened or not, you should know about Silk Road. Uh, it turns out Ross was one of the creators uh, of, of Silk Road. And so um, they found out who he was, and the FBI got him, and they put him in jail. It was actually the IRS yes. <laughs> that got him. Well, he was convicted of money laundering, computer hacking, conspiracy to traffic, fraudulent identity documents, conspiracy to traffic narcotics in February 2015. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, the judge gave him two life sentences, which is two life sentences plus plus 40. forty years. Even though the article that you heard said said one life sentence is actually two. Yes. And enormous thing for for somebody who actually didn't do anything yeah. technically other than make the site right so that that those are sentences that are given to murderers and people that do very very violent crimes uh and one thing that uh we're going to be doing on this episode is we're going to be talking to lynn who is not only ross's mother but she's been campaigning she does a lot of talks she's been interviewed many times about uh she's been she has a website called freeross.org and it's a it's a little bit of support from her family friends there's donations involved and they've been campaigning to get his sentence uh either pulled down or maybe even release one or patrol yeah. one day uh but right now they're in flux and we're going to talk about what's currently going on uh in that world of ross not we're not that's why we want to do the intro just to give you a little backstory yeah um, and and the reason why we feel this is important is uh, you should know the history of what it is that you're passionate about, whether it be cryptocurrency, whether it be movies, whether it be history. You, well, well, of course, you would know the history of history. But anyways, right. whether it be anything, you should know uh, wh where it came from, how it started. Yes. And a lot of the things, not everything, but a lot of things that they said about Silk Road have also been said to Bitcoin as well and about Bitcoin as well. And and look at how much it's grown in progress since then. Yes. Uh so why you should hear uh why you should kind of look into Silk Road a little bit more is for your own personal knowledge and also we need to know what we need to fix for the future. And because the sentiments towards Bitcoin since this has happened since has it's changed it's, a lot. It's changed a whole lot. So we need to know what we need to fix whether it be something with the websites that we use for Bitcoin whether it be Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies itself or whether it be how the government should react or how we should choose our government to react um, in situations like this. Yeah, and uh, that's why we were excited to have Lynn because we actually get a very good perspective from someone that is obviously the mother and she's the family. She's around Ross uh, weekly and uh, she's hailing from Colorado right now. That's where Ross is. And uh, we were, we're happy to have her. So uh, check out this interview with her and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you enjoy it. Hey 
Hey, Lynn, thanks so much for joining us on this Coin Boys interview special. I really appreciate it, especially on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Yes, oh, happy thank Mother's you. Day. Uh, thanks for joining <laughs> us. So I just want to start right off the top, just giving our audience a little bit of backstory, how you started freeross.org, and then kind of what your mission is uh, right off the top. Sure. Well, um, I started it because I kept reading things about Ross that weren't him. And uh, very early on when he was arrested and I'm like, that's not who Ross is. And I remember lying in bed going, I got to put something up, you know, and so I did. I put up a page and um, of who Ross really is and uh, a list (laughs) and uh, then got help, you know, from others. uh, Actually, a friend of his who Ross had helped a great deal uh, was our first web master. And, you know, different people have stepped up free of charge to help us with our, you know, freeross.org and getting it out there. That's great. So, so, so I guess you guys have been in, in legally been petitioning. I think I saw something yeah. as recent as December of last year, you guys put in a petition, yeah. correct? And is there any, to the Supreme court, to the, to Supreme, the Supreme court, court. could you yeah. tell, tell us, I think it's, it's, you know, it's kind of good to give the audience a little bit of current Absolutely. situation. Uh, so can yeah. you update us on that petition? Sure. Um, yeah. And and it the petition really highlights the fact that the Ross's case is about much more than Ross or Silk Road or the drug drug, a drug website, which it really wasn't specifically that um, it's a it's much bigger than that because it impacts Internet privacy and uh, monetary freedom and a lot of things. And um, so by the time you get to the Supreme Court, they'll only take broad reaching um, questions that affect a lot of people. And so the two questions in the petition are one, uh, is it a violation of the fourth amendment that for the government to search and seize uh, an individual's internet browsing history and traffic history without a warrant or probable cause, meaning a good reason that they present to a court and the court says, okay, you've got a good reason to invade this person's privacy. And uh, right now, they don't need a warrant. They uh, can just do this without any oversight, without any um, uh, restraint to any of us. And when you think about the repercussions of this, um, you know, yeah, I don't like the idea of the government spying on my Internet habits uh, at all. But they can also use it for nefarious reasons. Um, For example, you know, political enemies, whoever's, you know, pulling the strings can go after people, persecute them because they can know their political interests, their religious affiliations, their sexual orientation, the um, all kinds of information that's very private and relevant and can use it to blackmail uh, judges and Congress people and all kinds of people. because they, maybe they're doing something on the internet they don't want everybody to know. Um, so there's a lot of implications for privacy for the government to be able to do this with no warrant. Um, and they do. And so happily, the Supreme Court has not rejected the petition. It was also supported, well, there's another point in the petition, which uh, is, does, the, um, does a judge violate the Sixth Amendment right to a jury trial by enhancing a draconian sentence with charges that were never brought to trial or put before a jury, basically bypassing a jury and deciding that something's true and using it 
to give a person a ridiculously excessive sentence, yeah, which that, is what this judge did. And this is what I was trying to, uh, we were trying to figure out beforehand. We didn't know if there was a jury involved in this, in the, in the trial. When, what's that? Oh so yeah, there was, zero... there was a jury involved, Okay, but they were never asked to rule on uh, some unchar- uncharged activity such as murder for hire, which Ross was never charged with at trial. It was never brought before a jury. The government never proved. In fact, they dropped the charges but okay. they've used it to smear him, and the judge used it to sentence him to light, double life plus 40 years without parole for all nonviolent charges. Wow. There's no violence in his charges at all. And um, she did this without a jury saying he was guilty. Wow. And this apparently is quite common. It's, it, they can do it if a person's been acquitted. They can do it if uh, it's never been charged. Like with Ross's case, judges can do this. And this is complete violation. The reason the founders require a jury trial is to protect the accused from this kind of judicial overreach. These are, you know, one judge is not supposed to be able to declare that you're guilty of something. That's why we have juries. So in so this newer that, that's a big question. Sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off, but in the newer uh, petition, so they did they dismiss the second issue? Is that what's what's happening? Well, we don't they didn't actually say anything at all. Oh <laughs> basically okay. they said and that's what they do. Um so what I think they they took okay, so what they did was they did not reject the petition. So the in, inference is that they are holding it pending another case, which they have accepted, Carpenter versus U.S., which is the same constitutional question of um, not getting a warrant to track people. That In Carpenter's case, it was a cell phone. And uh, there's another case pending at Cairo. So because they didn't reject uh, the petition, uh, that's they don't tell you they're holding it. It's just you figure it out. And our lawyer said that's what it looks like they're doing. We were very, very happy. So that means the sentencing question probably is not being addressed. Doesn't mean it can't be in the future if needed, but um, they were—they only take one, you know, and that one is up before them as already. And um, so that's the one they decided to, it looks like. We'll know for sure um, what's coming, what'll happen is they'll rule on Carpenter, which is coming up probably next month. And let's say they rule favorably and then they would probably remand, meaning send back to the appellate court, in Ross's case, the Second Circuit in New York, um, the same saying, look, this was done without a warrant, this isn't right, we're changing the law, and now you need to rule on it based on our new guidelines. And essentially, depending on how the Supreme Court rules and how the appellate court rules, they could say this trial was based on tainted evidence and we need a new trial. Okay. Okay. Well. Wow. Uh, so this is there's, I guess it's going to be a, a definitely to be continued, on on this. Yeah, to, to and there's another interesting side thing going on in the court as well, not the Supreme Court, but in the Second Circuit, in that um, another a different lawyer who handles that has um, is going to be heard by the Second Circuit with points he has made about the trial judge and how she. Um, basically shows very strong bias against Ross in many in many ways and he they are going to hear him out about it and if they decide 
that he has points that could change, at least get her recused from the case, which would be great because she is, you know, uh, I don't, I think she is biased. I don't think that she is, should be on the case. She gave him a double life sentence plus 40 years. Right. She could, you know, it just shows she's, that to me, it just says it right there. But she was also recommended by Chuck Schumer, who um, is behind the whole thing. And I think the reason he is, is because he was a ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee. And I think they were all very concerned about this new currency that nobody had heard about Mm -hmm. much. Uh, Bitcoin. And uh, that is very alarming. And they I think that was what was behind it. I, you know, have can go on about why I think it. But that's what I think. And she was recommended by Schumer. Preet Bharara, the lead prosecutor, was his special counsel for five years. He's his, you know, very close colleague. And he was in charge of the prosecution. And Ross was hauled back from California where he was arrested to New Schumer State. Yeah, I, it's all, you know, I, yeah. I saw that he was arrested in California, but then the trial was in New York. Yeah. And so I was like, that's interesting. But I, I know that things yeah. like this happen all the time. And so now, kind of well, it's because the Southern District of New York, if they want you, they'll get you. They're wow. they're very <laughs> known for that. And you're yeah. in uh, Colorado now, correct? Where mm-hmm. Ross is. I am. And uh, yeah. I, yeah. Tell me, tell because I remember via email you told me you you're you're there every weekend or are you there? How often are you there visiting Ross? Well, uh, you know, if he has other friends or family come, I don't go the whole time. Or if I'm out of town, obviously I don't. But if I'm here and I'm the only one here, I'll I visit him. You know, so it works out to be a lot. Um, so I saw him Friday this week. Lat the pr- previous week I saw him for three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And um, I'll see him for three days next week, you know, because I want him to have visits. I moved here so I could be a lifeline for him because otherwise (laughs) it's awful. These people, so many people in there have nobody and it becomes this distorted world. He's in a maximum security prison with violent gangs and violent people and violent protocol. I mean, it's, it's a very strange world and ross is a peaceful civilized person he does not belong there at all and um i just felt very strongly that i needed to be there be here to give him that lifeline well that is that's definitely strong of you to do to do that i know that's a lot of work um uh we we wanted to know because your story your your life right now is very very interesting um but I, I was very curious. A little what, what, too interesting. Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> I know you didn't ask for any of this either. Um, but what was your, what was your personal background like? You know, before uh, either before Ross was born or, or when you were a young adult. Like, uh, you know, what was your career like? What was what what were you doing? Oh gosh, you're gonna ask me to remember that long ago. <laughs> Not um, that okay. long ago. <laughs> just oh, a yeah, little backstory on you, because you know, I'm sure you're always ago. talking about Ross, but I think it's important to learn just a little bit about you, just some, you know, your history, mm. just a little bit. Uh, let's see what. I have. Um, well, I've been a lot of things, but I've been a writer. I went to journalism school, so I've been done some journalism and work in, um, you know, creating content throughout my uh, life. And that's been helpful now because, yeah. you know, I've been writing a lot. Um, and um, I uh, had a business. I've had a, a 
a small business with my sister, um, a cotton clothing business for babies when you couldn't get cotton. Uh, you, I even had a federal agent visit. We had a federal agent visit our place because you're not allowed to have 100% cotton sleepwear for children. Wow. And we, you had to have flame retardant, horrible chemicals in the, <laughs> which, wow. you know, melts on a child. And huh. uh, so he came and this federal agent. And so we saw, we solved it by sewing hoods on the nineties and uh, exactly the same, exactly the same garment, but with a hood on it. And then it was all, it, it fit some little, you know, checkbox for the that federal government. To Holy moly, that is interesting. Like, oh my God. They're serious. So, yeah, I'm totally serious. It's oh, kind of shocking, but yeah, yeah. And um, then um, let's see. Yeah, and then uh, you know, my husband and I uh, have a business in Costa Rica. Um, he's a, a home builder and designer, who was and and built bamboo houses in the Costa Rican rainforest on wow, the beach. Look at that. And um, that that's probably one of the places Ross gained his great love of nature. But um, uh, and we rent them out. We still have this business and we rent out vacation rental in these bamboo cottages. Wow. <laughs> so that, yeah. So, I mean, it seems like Ross probably also got his entrepreneurship from you guys. Yeah, we're entrepreneurs. So. Yeah, we've always it's hard. Yeah, it's been I've tried working for other people. It's been difficult. <laughs> yeah, same for same for me. <laughs> so, so so just a question I wanted to ask you is what do you think of how in the last two years cryptocurrency has kind of blown up in the mainstream compared to like back when Ross, uh, you know, was sentenced it, like you even said barely anyone knew about it. What do you think about how it's exploded? And do you think it actually will help the campaign for you as well? Um, well, yeah, I think it's great, you know, um, and I wish I'd uh, bought it back when Ross first told me about it way back. Um, you know, and I said, should I get some? And he said, no, mom, it's too volatile. I'm like, wow. oh, that's too bad. It was like a dollar. But oh. anyway, um, worst, worst advice ever, uh, financial advice ever. But anyway, um, I think it's great, um, and I it's certainly been helpful for our um, efforts because a lot of our support comes from the B Bitcoin and the crypto community, and um, and I'm hoping if the price goes up, people feel more capable of helping, continuing to help. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great thing. And and I noticed on your website, you guys accept over ten currencies, like. Uh, way over 10 uh, for donations, which I think is really cool. Yeah, um, and even more because you can go to Shapeshift, you know, it's on there. and you That's can, true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you, um, do you I, I'm sure you guys get donations, both, you know, regular, you know, checks and money, but do you think, is there a way to tell, do you get more in crypto or do you think it's just like kind of like even or you're not even sure? I think it's more in crypto. Oh, that's cool, yeah, okay. As long as, as, long mm -hmm. as the community is a part of it. Um, yeah. So what was the next question that we had? Uh, so I guess is I guess coming back to Ross, do you think that there's like a, a reaching point to all this um, or is this just like for you're just going to keep pushing and like because like, OK, say this petition doesn't go through. Is there is there like another step after that or do you think that there's just like a limit to how the government's going to allow you to keep appealing and a petitioning? Well, I mean, I guess ultimately you do run out of options. And I was very worried, very worried that if they rejected the petition, 
that was kind of the end of the road there. Uh, there's a few real far-reaching possibilities, but that would be that would have been a blow, a big blow. Mm-hmm. I was very, very happy that day that I realized they hadn't rejected it, they hadn't relisted it. It was we were in the game, and so now we're in the game, and we have really, really good lawyers, and um, I think and very experienced lawyers, and I think that um, you know we have enough. We have several options. And um, that that could have or possibilities that can happen, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess ultimately, finally, you can run out of things. But I, I I'm hopeful. I am, and I'm not giving up. We're not going to give up on Ross. I can't. I can't just leave him yeah. languishing for the rest of his life and let him die. No, you're in definitely this place. You know, it's just it's so wrong. It's so even the guards and the prison staff and say. He doesn't belong in here. What the? What is he doing in here? Right. I mean, and they, you know, they all you know love him, and and he, it's like, uh, it's it's such a, but you know, and he's not unique. Let me just put the, say this: a, a friend of his in there, a fellow inmate, he's do, serving life for marijuana, life, and wow. he's in there, the federal prisons in Colorado. Wow. So, and he, there are. Thousands of people serving life who are nonviolent in this country. And a lot of it, it's just when you start seeing it and actually meeting the people and hearing about them firsthand and seeing their families, you realize this is really evil. What's going on? It's so bad. And it's it's got to, it's got to change. It's got to. So, so well, one thing that we wanted to know was, what? how did you feel? I mean, it kind of sounds like uh, I have we have a little bit of an idea of how you felt towards the government and how things were being run and 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 maybe even the judicial system beforehand. And how do you has that changed after this whole situation? Have you have you have you switched sides? I don't know. How did you feel before and and currently? Well, yeah, it's definitely changed. I or yeah, Um, before. I wouldn't say I was a fan of the government. I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I just want them to leave me alone. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't think, oh, the government's going to save me or solve my problems. I wasn't somebody like that. But I did think I, that there was such a thing as a fair trial. And I uh, had that dashed being at that trial, but also um, how they prosecute people. I mean, and I'd say to the lawyer, like, for instance, well, you know, he says, well, they didn't charge him with murder for hire, but they're going to talk about it. I'm like, well, they can't do that. And he goes, oh, no, they do that. They do that. I'm like, what do you mean they do that? You mean this is just something they do? And or like, don't you have to have a jury and blah, blah, blah. Or um, they would, um, for instance, Ross, the court said he could have access to his um, the laptop and his evidence so he could work on his case. And they would block it. The prison would block it. it would, we had to go back to court and saying he's not getting what he needs for months. It was like they were running out the clock where he couldn't get to the material and actually dumped. Um, I think it was four terabytes on the defense a couple of weeks before trial to go through. And, it, it, you know, who can go through that? That's like two billion single uh, pay, line paper, you know, type paper, two billion pages. So after trial, they they kept going through it and found tampering of evidence, 
found a login from Dread Pirate Roberts into the Silk Road forum after Ross was, when Ross was in solitary, somebody else was using the DPR account. Who was that? I mean, all kinds of stuff that they had no time to find because it was dumped on them, even though the government had had it a year before. Two corrupt agents who are now in prison had run of the site and the ability to change all kinds of things, act as DPR. They stole over a million dollars. They're now in prison. This was not allowed to be mentioned to the jury at all. The jury had no idea they existed. Now, this is, I mean, I was shocked. So now that I've seen for myself how they operate, I've heard from other people, and I understand now why people don't, 98% of people plea, they don't go to trial because they're going to lose probably and get a worse verdict, you know, sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've changed my opinion. And I think it's, it's a very, you know, I, I've been told by former prosecutors, the prosecutors will lie and cheat to get what they want. They will hide evidence, which they did in Ross's case. They will, you know, do all these things. And so, um, yeah, we have a, we, in many cases, we have a rogue system. And um, so, my faith in the system, which, you know, I thought, oh, well, it's fair and there's you. I don't believe that anymore. Well, it's not, I know it isn't true. <laughs> well, um, I guess a question for you is, and I was just curious and um, you could answer this or not. I was just wondering, is, is there actually something that like like Ross you think would want to to share to the public, you know, about you know, what's going on publicly and with the progress of the internet and stuff like that. Is there anything you think he'd want to say? Uh, well, he's, we have a page on, um, which we're going to add more to a lot more to on, um, freeross.org, our website. Uh, it's meet, meet Ross and the drop down box is Ross's writings. He's written things and, um, he actually has working on something right now about being in prison. He's, um, he did, uh, write a letter addressing uh, that I read at the Bitcoin super conference about Bitcoin and how exciting it was for him to have seen its growth and how he's so, you know, encouraged by what, what's happened with Bitcoin. And um, he, you know, Ross is still very much about freedom and um, he hasn't lost his spirit. He hasn't, he hasn't been crushed. He's still himself. And, um, you know, that's really what Silk Road was about. It was it was designed to protect privacy. It wasn't designed to be a, a drug website. Um, Ross has always been uh, a freedom person. You know, that's what he believes in. And um, so that hasn't changed. And I'd say now he's matured. He, um, you know, he's he was 26 when uh, he created Silk Road. He's now 34. And, um, you know, but he's also met people he never would have met by being in prison and has seen the suffering and has a great heart for that. And and so um, what he's saying in his latest essay is nobody deserves what we're doing to people. It, it just it's really cruel. And he even puts in the um, the essay, he said, you know, if you ask any of us. If we to, if we would prefer to be tortured, literally tortured, for um, a finite time or do time here, we would all opt to be tortured physically. We'd rather 
be tortured than what. So what what we're, what our country is doing with mass incarceration is torture, essentially. Wow. Wow. So so I I see that on on your website you could actually write to Ross. Um, yeah. And uh, is he able to write back? But only, or he's only able to share his essay or. Oh no, he can write back. He can write. He can back. write back. He's very involved in um, his case and Great. involved in stuff. So he doesn't always, you know. But he, yeah, he can. Yeah. 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 Write him. It's it's great for you know. He's cut off more than most prisoners because they've decided that he can't have email. Other prisoners have email. Even leaders right. of violent gangs who have wow. nationwide networks have Makes... email, but not Ross. Yeah, Andy and you I know. were talking about that. We're like, does he have email? And Andy said, I don't. I don't think he does. He doesn't. Wow. But other other inmates have it. They do. Yeah. They all have it, and uh, they just um, apparently the prosecutors just decided he shouldn't have it. Not you know, maybe we can eventually he can get it. It's ridiculous. It's like, what's he going to do? Hack into the prison? I mean, it's, they're scared of him because they don't know what to make of him. He's he's he doesn't fit their. They don't. They never had anybody like Ross in there. Right. They don't know. They really don't know. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> when he first came, because his designation score is so low, meaning that they use that to decide what kind of prison you go to. He would be in a low security or a camp that doesn't even have a fence because he has no no priors. He has no record of any crime. Um, but because of the sentence that this judge gave him, he's automatically put in this place with the maximum people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there they came in, they go, what are you doing in here? And then they're like, oh, yeah, the sentence. Wow. So it's dangerous. It, yeah. It, but I, I he have, has fewer rights than uh, the other inmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have an uncle who works in, in, in that system uh, as a as an officer, and he tells me crazy stories about the whole thing. So oh, I, I'm sure. I can just imagine. Yeah, I'm, going I'm learning a lot myself. <laughs> um, we know that we understand that the, the ultimate goal would be obviously to free Ross completely. But what is the for you could tell the audience, what are your um, what are you really hoping for out of free Ross.org, out of your campaign uh, that include Ross and, and that that are, as you said, you said this is very big. So and beyond Ross, what else are you guys trying to fight and do? Yeah. Well, um, I really hope that this case and what I'm trying to do is shine a light on what's going on with mass incarceration and the drug war, because I think it's a real pivotal part of our losing our freedoms and what's wrong, uh, very wrong. Uh, So I hope that that could shine a light on that. I uh, hope that it will, you know, be part of the Supreme Court finally changing the third party doctrine, which was is 40 years old based on a dial telephone ruling that is allowing the government to intrude on our privacy without any oversight the way they are. Uh, If Ross's case can help make that happen, that would be great. Um, And just calling, you know, keep, you know, shining light really with, because it is somewhat high profile about these bigger issues of privacy. And there's a whole page on our website about the precedents that can be set with um, this case. And they're very frightening precedents mm-hmm. and that have a lot of potential for um, very bad things. Um, one example, most of the, almost all, 
99% of the evidence in Ross's trial was digital. Digital evidence, I've been told by many experts, is completely um, vulnerable to tampering, planting, deleting, which is what happened with the, one, with the evidence we found, right. uh, without a trace. A mortgage company will not accept a screenshot of a bank statement because they know how easily faked it is, but the court that the that sentenced Ross to life in prison has a lower standard than that. Jeez. That you can just bring in digital evidence and say, oh yeah, it's real. This is scary. Yeah. This is all you need to make up evidence is a computer and maybe Photoshop if you want to get fancy. Yeah. It, it, I one of the things that we try to tell our listeners always is to do your research and 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 I hope that goes beyond just cryptocurrency. I would do your research on your local government, how systems work, how things are, how, what the truth is behind what you think it is. Before, mm -hmm. otherwise, you can wind up in a situation very similar to to uh, to this, where you you assume one thing is going to happen, but it's not the case. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I actually watched a couple of interviews and you said something, concern for our internet futures. And I actually, um, I feel the same way because we're a podcast. So say one day someone told us that we couldn't talk and our, we couldn't freely talk openly digitally, you know? They would, yeah. it, it, it'd be like, you know, I know that we're just a podcast, but like that's, that's the fear for the us silencing. in the future. We might not be of able course. to have a podcast anymore and talk about stuff that we're free to talk about, like we are with you. Absolutely. So that's exactly right. And I'd like to say that in Ross's sentencing, the judge referenced his political philosophy as part of her reasoning in giving him a life sentence. She said um, she know that that she knew that he started the site for philosophical reasons, and she's just not sure that he's given that up. Well, what was the philosophy? It was free markets, libertarian philosophy of uh, voluntary interaction. That is the dangerous philosophy that she's so threatened and hostile to. And um, that's scary too, that a judge can just take your, you say something or somebody on your site says something, and which she quoted. And uh, that means you should do life, double life in prison or that it justifies it, mm. um, you know. Wow, that's yeah. insane. Well, and um, then after yeah. the sentencing, I don't know if you're aware. No. Preet Bharara and the Southern District went after uh, uh, some commenters on Reason.com were talking about the judge and how they really negative things about her for giving Ross the sentence. And um, the uh, Southern District of New York issued a grand jury subpoena uh, to Reason to turn over their names so they could go after those commenters and put a gag order on reason so they couldn't even talk about it and um that's interesting finally dropped the case because there was such an uproar but this is like comments on a on an article that they said were threatening and they weren't threatening it was like one was there's a special place in hell for that judge that's threatening you know welcome but, to the internet the government was going after them yeah right it happens exactly. all the time <laughs> exactly um exactly. wow well Lynn, um, I don't want we don't want to hold you up too much longer on Mother's Day. And I'm like, we're really like, we're really thankful for taking the time today to to sit with us and talk to us. And I kind of like the to talk to, you know, kind of like the current situation. And we're, we're glad that, you know, there's still things, you know, that are happening for you guys. And there's some positive things in the future. And I'm hoping for the best for you guys. And uh, you. we hope to follow your campaign as you're going. And um and and maybe have you on the show again in the in the near future. Uh, sure. 
if is is there any uh, could you share to our audience uh, where they could find you uh, best places to look for things from Ross stuff like that and and what and what is it that we as a public can do if we if we choose to support you what is what mm -hmm. what what other things besides donating can we do mm -hmm. that, that that you know of yeah um, well freeross.org is our hub at, hub so everything's there uh, following us you know liking us on social media helping to spread the narrative about what really matters and what's true is very helpful um, so that um, I if anyone has any high level political connections or any connections with people who have connections um, I'm always looking for that people that can you know help out in that way um, there's a take action page with other suggestions, um, you know, or any ideas really. I mean, if somebody, and, and I'm available, I, we have a contact, um, page, you know, down the, in our footer, there's contact and that's how you can write Ross as well. Just uh, go there. And, um, I'm easily, uh, contacted. Uh, so and we have a free Ross community page on Facebook. If you could like that, follow me on Twitter, free underscore Ross. Instagram, free Ross Ulbricht, and um, yeah, the, that would be that would all be helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. And then, uh, of course, for our fans, you know, feel free to email us. We can help you get connected through the channels to to help. Oh, Ross. that'd be great. Uh, it's yeah, CoinBoysCast uh, at Gmail, and then we have our Twitter CoinBoys Podcast. We are on Instagram too at the CoinBoys Cast. So we're cool. we're happy to help. We're glad we had you on. And uh, again. Uh, you guys could follow the Coin Boys podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, and uh, Lynn, thanks so much again. I uh, really appreciate it. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you so, I enjoyed so it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a, for having me. We hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.